everyone, and welcome to Dead to Rights, the podcast video for the crime genre industry. I'm your host, Donna Carrick. Today we've got a really great show coming because we'll be interviewing Madonna Scaff, author of Journey of a Thousand Steps, and a brand new release which just came out in, I believe it was June, which she'll tell us all about. And Madonna's a fairly new writer on the crime genre circuit, but she's been highly acclaimed, and I think you're really going to enjoy her work. She's got a different view towards protagonists, and uh, I think you'll find it very interesting. So be sure to stay with us for our interview with Madonna Scaff. Before we get to that, I want to thank all of the contributors to A Grave Diagnosis, which is our Carrick Publishing crime anthology that will be coming out in the fall of 2020. The submissions did close on June 1st, and we had just an overwhelming response. So thank you, everyone. These stories are really wonderful, and I think that you're all going to enjoy the finished product. So it's something I think that we can all be proud of. So now let me introduce to you Madonna Scaff. Madonna Scaff, welcome to Dead to Rights. How are you today? Well, I'm fine now, now that I've connected with you. <laughs> Very good. It's a gorgeous sunny day, isn't it? Oh, I know. Yeah, I'm okay. sure the vibe's going to be scary. Right video, right? Really good. Well, life. that's right, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me what you're working on. Well, I've just... Uh, Actually, I've just sent in the last edits for my new, uh, the sequel to my novel, uh, Journey of a Thousand Steps. So it's mm -hmm. in this one, my character uh, decides to deal with a triple murder. So oh, the, what I, is the protagonist's name? Well, the first, uh, her name is Naya. She's a computer expert and she likes to run marathons in her spare time. But she was hit uh, just a few uh, kilometers from the uh, finish line with a, a severe MS attack. And then... After that, she, while she's recovering, her friend goes missing. So she turns sleuth to find her. Okay. Okay. What is the first book in the series called? Sorry? What is the first book in the series called? Oh, it's called Journey of a Thousand Steps. That is the first book? That is the first one. Oh, okay. That is the first one. And this one is called Death by Association. Death by Association. They're great so titles. A, a month or so after she uh, finishes... Uh, the other book and now she winds up getting embroiled in a triple homicide that she winds up not really planning to investigate but just that's how it turns out okay so tell us a little bit about naya uh well she's um she's got quite a sense of humor although she seems to tell jokes and people kind of just look at her blankly and she keeps saying oh that's it i'm not going to tell jokes anymore but she still continues they're in jokes right but the in is only her <laughs> yeah well that's right <laughs> and she's uh she's the type that she's very loyal like uh in the first book she searched for her friend and you know as all her friends said well that made sense risking your life and stuff for somebody you know but in this case it's basically uh, you know, a stranger, but she has a sense of loyalty. And as I said, she wasn't planning to help, but she goes to his place of work and there's one of uh, the employees there who's an accountant and he's all frazzled, can't figure out what's wrong with the accounts. They don't look right. And so she starts out saying, no, I'm, I'm just helping him here. I'm not actually going to be doing anything. And, and she can't help herself. She winds up getting kind of caught up into the web. Okay, and what is, what is her um, profession? What is Naya's profession? Uh, she's uh, part owner of a computer security company. Like they do uh, online, uh, like uh, 
well, doing security, but also like writing apps and, and things like that. So she's, they're, they're a small group. They're four people, like her and her partner and then two employees. Basically, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they know how to hack into places. That That's one, uh, one skill, I guess you could call it, that she's... A tool she uses? She yeah. has the keys, right? Oh, that's right, she does. Yeah. <laughs> well, it sounds like a great series. And uh, who's publishing this? Uh, this is from Renaissance Press. It's a, a local Ottawa publisher, and the, they started out originally just publishing local, you know, Ottawa National Capital Area, so Ottawa, Gatineau, that kind of area. So, Renaissance Press, and that's Journey of a Thousand Steps, and the second one is called Death by Association. I'm going to buy them. Thank you. Oh, well, thank I'm you. I'm definitely going to buy them. Are they available uh, Kindle print? Uh, well, they're in. Uh, they're through uh, um, Amazon. Okay. And well, uh, Death by Association is, uh, it's not, it's just sort of getting finished up. It'll be ready by about mid-May. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, our launch, we were going to have a physical launch at the end of May. So we're going to be doing a... And that's not going to happen. And that's no, not it's not. Happen. But we're doing a virtual launch uh, the weekend of June 6th to 7th. Okay. Okay. So there'll be more details. That's still in the, uh, it's not quite uh, decided when, but it, there's, okay. uh, Renaissance is holding a free uh, conference for writers. Okay. And join and either just participate, like there's, uh, mm -hmm. you know, maybe it's too late now, I'm not sure. But you can go on their website uh, to see about, uh, if Make you sure to send me the uh, virtual links, because I'll share them for the long. Okay, yeah, I'll send yeah. them to you. It's a little bit hard to say them, you know. To I'm actually sure. going to air in mid-June, so I'm going to miss your launch with this video. But it makes for a good chance to say to everybody that uh, Madonna's books are now ready. Say the titles one more time. A Journey of a Thousand Steps and Death by Association. And they feature the protagonist, Naya. Naya Assad, and she's a computer expert who's suffering from MS, but that doesn't really let her slow down. Good. I like yeah. to hear that because you know what? We're all suffering from something. Even well, that's people right. who don't look like it. And it's really important for, uh, to me for characters to reflect real life. And well, that's uh, right. we've got to have a representation of characters from all walks of life. Every journey is valid, you know? And uh, well, I, I love to hear this, yeah. Yeah, I do try to make sure that they're all sort of varied. They're not all the same type of people. Yes, yes, exactly. Not cardboard cutouts, as they say. Well, they no. sound really <laughs> fascinating. Now, tell us about your story for the last Maydam's uh, anthology. Well, that was called um, uh, Soul Behind the Face. Mm -hmm. Well, it was inspired by music. So I actually, the song that inspired me, I mean, the title, we can't help but have that that's the title. It's a Scorpion song. Mm -hmm. It's supposed to be hard rock, but actually, you know, I, I, I think anybody who listens to it would like it. And it's about a, my main character, Lenny. He used to be known as the Great Leonard. He's supposed to be really great at, uh, you know, uh, he's he's pretending to be a psychic. Is mm -hmm. basically a scam. But as the story, as he's uncovered, and then he's trying to leave the northern town. It's unnamed, but but. Mm -hmm trying to leave the northern town, he sort of winds up finding, like he gets kind of, let's say, involved with a ghost. Mm -hmm. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but basically he discovers that the ghost has been murdered. It's and, a wonderful story. I found it to be kind of diabolical and twisty. Well, just a bit. 
Yeah. <laughs> Would you say that that's representative of most of your work, that, that it's a little bit on the twisty side? Uh, not really. I mean, that's not the only one that's sort of like that. Uh, okay. I guess maybe I did have one story where uh, it was in, um, oh, geez, I can't remember if it was uh, the, uh, the whole shebang. I think it was in the first one. And what was the title? It was called The Bouquet. Because mm -hmm. I have stories, two stories in the first shebang and then also two in the second one. And okay, so let's just pause for one second, tell listeners that the whole She Bang series is a series of anthologies put out by the Sisters in Crime Toronto chapter, of which both Madonna and I are members, and uh, Madonna has contributed uh, stories to those. Now continue on and tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, well, with that story, as I was saying, uh, he's... Um, well, I, I mean, the problem is I can't really give away too much. It's called The Bouquet. So if you mm -hmm. want to read it and read it, and my, my daughter was always my first reader. She's very good at editing. But she read that story, and she stopped, put it down, looked at me, and she says, you really need therapy. <laughs> you know, go, go. My favorite kind <laughs> of stories. So anyway, just go with that, because like, if I say anything, it'll give it away, and I, I can't, like, I like the little twists and stuff at the end okay. of it. That's, that's the bouquet, really... and which of the Sisters in Crime is that one in the first one or the second one? Um, I'm not too sure. Can you pause and I can grab it and look? That's cool. No, 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 that's okay. I think yeah. re uh, listeners and readers should look for both of the whole shebang books. Yeah, but I, I think actually it was in the first one, the whole shebang, the first okay. one. I, I think so. Yeah. Very good, very good. Yeah. That's wonderful. Have your stories appeared elsewhere at this point? Um, well, I have uh, the more recent one is called Backbone. It's in a, an anthology uh, called Nothing Without Us, and that's mm -hmm. also put out by Renaissance Press. And in this one, it's uh, all the heroes are disabled, either mentally or physically. Mm -hmm. And in this case, they are the heroes of the stories, not the not the uh, sidekicks. Yeah. And so Backbone was actually uh, it's about a, a young boy who grows up he's got some uh, i can't i didn't really specify what thing he has but he has trouble walking and mm -hmm. he's a walker since he was a child mm -hmm. and uh, as an adult he's sort of managing to adjust but then again circumstances bring him the wrong way and he becomes the hero of the story again i can't really tell you what happens but i know i know that was the story no spoilers here well on that, the that's the problem i, I mean <laughs> But I do and, sense an underlying theme of, uh, of uh, challenged ability. Is this something that has touched your family? Well, uh, actually, myself, I've been diagnosed with MS several years ago. Okay. And in fact, that's how Naya was born, because I've, I've written several types of novels, and I've sent them out. I've had some nice comments, but nobody was ever interested. And like I've, I've actually written uh, science fiction. I've written mystery. Uh, I've even had I've even written a, a Star Trek novel, and they looked at it but turned it down. So then I was thinking, like this is getting really bad. Like I can't. Like I've written short stories; they've been published in small press, but I really want to be a novelist. So I thought, well, there's that old adage of uh, write what you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you've, you've just encapsulated in just a few sentences something that almost every new writer struggles with and that's finding what is really your niche it you know it could be anything it could be truly bizarre it could be very ordinary and very common to mm -hmm. the human condition but 
finding your niche. And once you found your niche and mm -hmm. a, a character, a heroine, if you will, that reflected what comes from your, your inner self and your heart, all of a sudden you had something that was accepted and uh, mm -hmm. even promoted. And uh, there you go. Well, I am. Uh, it's funny. I, I figured, okay, this is the last one. I'm not going to write any more Naya adventures. And then almost in the same second, I came up with an idea, just like as a flash. So mm -hmm. I'm in fact working on a third book. So this time she'll be dealing with a cold case. So. Okay. Okay. I like it. <laughs> I should also mention, I have a, like well, one of the older books that uh, I sort of rewrote it and updated it a bit. And it's a, a near science fiction novel. And that mm -hmm. It has also been just uh, accepted by Renaissance Press. Excellent. It won't be out till next year. And that one's called Shifting Trust, but. Shifting Trust. That later. I like that. You've yeah. got some really great titles. How do you come up with your titles? Well, what's so funny is I have a writing group and I used to have this one member and he was the perfect person like, okay, John, I need a title. And he'd come up with it. And, but last few, I have no idea how I've been coming up with them myself. Like death by association, it just sort of goes with the story. Like yeah, it's easier, it's it easier. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it yeah. starts to come right out of the work. To me, titles are so important. And this is probably just a personal thing. It may not relate to anybody else. But uh, my late sister and I, when we were kids, like I'm yes. talking, you know, even preteens, even, even eight, nine, 10, you know, in that mm. bucket, we used to walk down the street together and bounce titles off each other. And we were both fascinated with, uh, I guess what we now call young adult. We didn't call it that then. My parents were working class people. They had no time to read. And we did nothing but read because we lived in Saskatchewan. We had two channels and one was French. So, you know, so you can imagine that uh, the librarian at, uh, at my junior high used to just laugh. He was an older man. And every day I'd be walking out with three books that I would read that evening. And uh, he would just laugh at me. So we loved books and we loved titles, my sister and I. We bounced these titles off each other. So I am fascinated with titles. And when they're good, when they're really reflective, and when they're not just derivative of other people's work, that's when they really speak to me. And they'll make me pick the book up almost as much or maybe even more than the cover. You don't have any covers handy, do you? Uh, actually, I do. I have, well, the actual... You came prepared. Wow. Have, this is the first one, Journey of a Thousand Steps. Oh, that's wonderful. Tilt it just that's a little bit cover. forward so that it doesn't oh. hit the light so much. That's yeah. wonderful. That's terrific. I think our listeners can see that now. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, and then I also have the cover, because I don't have any hard copies yet, of the, the next one. Is that Ooh, good? I like it. <laughs> and it's, it's the same model. And uh, her name is Dana Fratkin. She's an actress and, uh, and, um, and a model. And so she, she's also, I don't know if Fratkin might sound familiar to you. She's the daughter of... She's the daughter of Barbara Fratkin. Also, uh, if you're not familiar with Barbara Fratkin, please look her up. Because her series of novels are exceptional. Um, and her characters are really, really deeply human. Barbara Fratkin, please look her up. Yeah, no, I have to plug whenever it occurs, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I decided, you know, plug her as the daughter of. <laughs> yes, yes. And what's her first name again? Dana. Dana Fradkin is the model yeah. for the yeah. Excellent. She's really great. 
Yeah, those are great covers and great titles. Thank you very much. Yeah, and actually, uh, sorry? Oh, I was going to say, actually, for the covers, uh, when I was signing the first book contract, because it says in the contract that I don't have a say in the cover, and the first thing they say to me after I sign, well, what scene would you like in the cover? <laughs> so. Mm -hmm. uh, it was really great. And then I had to find a model. And I remember one day I opened up Facebook and for some reason, one picture. So I was saying, because uh, the Renaissance Press, the, the publisher there, they said, well, what do you have in mind for the cover? A couple of scenes in mind. And then I was, I needed to find a model. And one day I opened up uh, Facebook and for some reason, like it sort of zoomed in on this picture of a woman. And I'm looking at her, so, oh my God, that's my character, that's Naya. And it turned out that was Barbara Fratkin's daughter. You um, had a character in mind, and then you discovered a model online that looked like it was, represented your character perfectly. And that was well, Dana Fratkin. Right. Yeah, well, that's right. And so she's been, was really great. Like she did the first book and I was thinking, if we could just coordinate, cause she works, well, she's an actress, she lives in Toronto and she travels around a lot. So. Uh, it's always sort of a challenge of when are you in Ottawa passing by? And then we sort of, between us and the, the our publisher, Nathan um, Frechette, he's the, uh, the also the photographer. Okay. The picture in the first book, I have to just tell you, like this is, um, I don't know if you can see that one. Journey of a Thousand Steps, yeah. Yeah, so she's supposed to be crawling through an air shaft. And I'm thinking, well, that's the scene I have in mind. and. So basically what we did was we, we set her up on the, uh, my kitchen table, actually. <laughs> very upset, like, why is she out there? I'm not allowed up there. And then he photoshopped her into. Yeah, yeah, you have to be creative, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's great. So he, I have to, like, wonderful, like, I'm so happy with the covers. I, I remember years ago, I went to a convention, and um, one of the panels was, well, I think, I guess, I can't remember what the whole, topic was but what I really remember was every author was complaining about their book covers and I of course oh. published at the time and I'm thinking oh that can be so sad like it'll be a horrible book cover and mm -hmm. so happy I couldn't you may not have had all the tools that we have now too I mean the technology well, has changed so much like you referenced Photoshop and well, I'm not highly skilled at any of them including what I use for these podcasts but I'm learning and it's sort of a um, you know, I hit a milestone birthday, and so I set myself out to learn to use the Adobe products, and uh, uh, they are fun once you start to get the hang of each little twist, but they're challenging. Yeah. Oh, it is a bit of a challenge. I mean, I, I personally like to just push a button, doesn't work, a call for help. So. Yeah. <laughs> but you look great. I mean, we're using Zoom for this. We're using Zoom technology for these interviews. Yeah. And uh, for our listeners, doesn't Madonna look great? You you come through <laughs> perfect clarity. It's it's terrific. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, any last tips for our listeners who may be looking to pick up a pen? To pick up, sorry, a pen. Oh, uh, for writers, future writers. Yes, yes. Just write what you want. Don't worry about what's popular because by the time you finish writing it what was popular then is going to have changed. So just write for yourself. Mm -hmm. You yeah. know, like that, that's, that's the best thing to do. Exactly. I always believe that um, if there's something that you like, if you like, if you read what you like to read, if you write what you like to read, you're going to find an audience at some point. 
it may well, take a while. Like you may have to find your voice and find your niche and all those good things, but it's going to work because there's somebody else out there who likes what you like. Yeah. 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 I was actually very proud because several people have made comments about the first book and uh, they have enjoyed it. And a lot of them like asked me, well, do you happen to have MS? And I said, well, that's so good the way you do it. You're not like preaching. It's all just Mm -hmm. it's just coming from your daily experience yeah yeah well in the second book uh, i also decided to give naya a dog for no particular reason except for i have a dog that's my you know a little inspiration or she's always near me when i'm mm -hmm. so uh that's something you know so you incorporate stuff like to new writers incorporate stuff from your own life change yep. nobody's yep. gonna know Oh yeah, absolutely. So you know, so a, a very top writer um, said one time in a workshop I was in that if you're writing a character, a series character in particular, there should be no question about that character that you can't answer. Now that doesn't mean that every little fact and every little detail gets onto the page because yeah. it doesn't. But you have to be prepared to answer it, and if you can't, stop a beat and think. You know, because you should know what they like to drink. You should know how they like to part their hair, what their favorite color. Um, and these are just all superficial things, but going much, much deeper. How would they react in this situation, that situation, another situation? Because they're, they've got to be real to you or they'll never be real to your reader. That's right. Yeah. That's and if you best. know these things, you don't have to look them up on index cards. <laughs> well, that's right. And I mean, whenever I'm writing, that's usually how it starts. I'll get a vague idea and then I'll have an idea of a character. And then I don't put anything down on paper until I've gone over it and over in my head. So once the character is alive, I basically sit down and take dictation. Yes. Well, yes. I like the way you said that. You sit down and take dictation from your character. Very character-driven works are the ones that just endear themselves to readers, and they're the ones that are lasting. Um, you know, I, 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 for me, a character appears in the doorway, and it's a question of what is he or she going to do? Well, that's right. Yeah. What are they doing here? <laughs> How did they get here and why? <laughs> Well, sometimes too, I want them to do something and they don't want to. And oh my gosh, I mean, you sit there working on yeah. trying to figure out, trying to persuade them to do it. And yes, yes. Usually. You've got to find the right situation yeah. in which they could do that. That's Otherwise, right. it's too out of character. But uh, if you twist their motivation this way or that and look at it, you can find mm -hmm. a way usually to path them through, you know. Yeah, anyway, but, Madonna. Thank you very much for joining us on Dead to Rights. Oh, this was lots of fun. Yeah, tell us your book titles one more time. Okay, the first one is called Journey of a Thousand Steps, and that's available in hard copy and also electronically. And then the second one is Death by Association. At the moment, it's just available electronically, but soon will be in print. And that's going to be in, in May, most likely, right? Uh, the last weekend uh, of May, first weekend. Perfect. Of so by the time this episode comes live, you'll be it able should to be. search and find this book. Wonderful. And Thank I'll have you. details on my uh, website, which I'll send you the links for everything. And what is your website? It's just it's simple, madonnascaff.com. Excellent. Thank you. I'd like to thank Madonna Scaff for joining us here on Dead to Rights, the podcast video. 
And our thanks, as always, go out to Ted Carrick for the wonderful theme song, Eyes of Gold, that we enjoy bringing to you weekly. And thanks, of course, to all of our listeners, readers and writers alike, who come to learn about the crime genre industry and get to know the authors. Thanks so much. Next week, we'll be kicking off season four, I believe it is. Um, we've now got three complete seasons. And next week, we're going to bring you Joan O'Callaghan, and she'll kick off season four for us of Dead to Rights, followed by Rick Morfina, Maureen Jennings, Barbara Fradkin, Nate Henley, to name but a few of the authors who will be coming to you in season four of Dead to Rights. So stay with us. That's a really terrific lineup. And thanks to all the authors who joined us for season three. It was a really good season. We're proud to have interviewed all of you and to have brought you to your readers. Thanks again. See you all next week. Dusty road, man alone. His vital signs go on hold. And I don't know what you've been told. But the years have turned my eyes gold. And I told you what you told me. We'd never be in the same boat for free, yet it rides.